traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hi, folks. It's Steve Moore here. You are listening to the More Money program on the number one talk radio news radio station in America, WABC. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I say every week that I'm just so um, uh, so indebted to my regular listeners. Our, our ratings are very good. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you for uh, listening. We talk about money. We talk about politics. We talk about finances. Uh, and we also believe on this radio show and this radio station in freedom of speech. So my favorite part of the show always is our last 15 to 20 minutes where I take your calls about how you feel about the issue of the day. By the way, the issue of the day today is somewhat similar to what we talked about last week, but we have a new week of uh, evidence in about the catastrophe of the Biden energy policies. But I want your sense of how we reverse these, what I think are crazy policies on American energy that uh, I said on Larry Kudlow's show earlier today, I think it's blood money. I don't think, uh, how, how can we in America, in good conscience, be importing oil from Russia and financing their war machine? Uh, God bless Ukrainians. They're amazing people. One of my best friends grew up in Ukraine. He told me, Steve, these people are street fighters. They love freedom. They will not give up their, uh, their home turf without a fight. And they're putting on an incredible fight. You know, they're, they're fighting against tanks and, and uh, you know, a, a military war machine with uh, handguns and, and knives and swords. But they are doing a great job of it. And it is sickening to me. Sickening. I wonder if you agree with me that because of Biden's energy policies, we are now importing oil and gas from this evil empire. And they are an evil empire, folks. And I want to, I just before coming on the show, I looked up uh, these statistics. And uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's heartbreaking. And it is, it is immoral. I'm going to say that. It's immoral and unethical what we are doing in this country with respect to our energy. So, at the end of the Trump administration, as most of you know who listen to this show regularly, I, I was honored to serve as an economic advisor to Donald Trump, but he believed in making America not just America energy independent, but he wanted to make America the energy dominant country in the world, just as we are, for example, in technology. Um, and that happened. By the, uh, by the time that Trump left office, uh, you all know that Trump, I, America was essentially energy independent, and we were essentially, not completely, but essentially importing almost no petroleum products from Russia. Now, so let me just read this to you because this comes out of the official report. Russian crude oil and petroleum product imports to the U.S. reached an 11-year high in 2021. That was Joe Biden's first year in office, totaling 17 $5 billion. $17.5 billion Americans have put into the coffers of this ruthless, maniacal killer, Vladimir Putin. It's, I, I'm sorry. I just think it's immoral. I think it's outrageous. And we have to stop now. How in the world can a country with the most oil and gas in the world, that is the United States, we have Texas, we have Alaska, we have North Dakota, we have Oklahoma, we have Pennsylvania, we have West Virginia, we have California. They have enormous energy, uh, energy potential and energy resources. No country in the world has nearly the natural resources that this great country of ours has. God smiled on America with the incredible endowment of natural resources. 
And we have these lunatic greens who say we shouldn't use any of it. And somehow we now are finding ourselves in a situation where the country with the greatest environmental standards in the world, the United States of America, is importing oil and gas from the countries that have the worst environmental standards. Now, if you're a green, if you believe in the green New Deal and the green agenda and the climate change agenda, explain to me how that's making the world a better safe place. How are we saving the world? by doing that. We haven't reduced our consumption of oil and gas, folks. All we have done is shifted where we get it from. Why in the world does it make sense to get oil and gas from Tehran, Iran, rather than Texas? How does it make sense to get uh, oil and gas from Siberia rather than North Dakota or Canada, for that matter? So I just find this to be the most outrageous, crazy, immoral policy that is bad for our economy, bad for our security, bad for our moral standing in the world, that we are not producing the shale oil and gas that we have in this country in great abundance. Now, I want to hear from you, um, my my very loyal uh, listeners. And by the way, I said this last week, and I got no no offers from anybody. I want some liberal Democrats who listen to this show. And if you're listening to this show, you're a liberal Democrat. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that you're uh, open to other alternative views. And we are on the show as well. I want to hear your view. I want to hear from someone, please, if you're a, a Democrat or a, a, you know, a, a Green or a climate change, tell me why, tell me how these policies make any sense. I really want to understand it because it, 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 to me, it is nonsensical. So um, I've got to give you a few more statistics. And then, by the way, we're going to hear from the uh, pains. We're going to give the financial update because it's a financial show. And then by the bottom of the hour, I will be taking your calls on the More Money Hotline. And that number, remember, folks, write it down right now, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. It's the favorite part of my show. I learn a lot from our callers. I really do. I, 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 you, are the, you folks have the finger on the pulse of the American people. So please, please, uh, Please call in and tell me what you think of these policies, because you can tell I'm heartbroken by this. I am truly heartbroken. I'm embarrassed by our country, and I'm embarrassed we have a president who actually believes that somehow we would be better off importing these these oil and gas resources from countries like um, Iran and the killers in Russia. And it breaks my heart to see these people in Ukraine who are heroes. They're freedom fighters. And don't you feel sick that our dollars are used to fund the Russian oil? I mean, uh, uh, the Russian military machine, the entire Russian economy, Putin's entire wealth and the country's wealth in Russia, 40 percent of it is oil and gas. We take away their oil and gas resources and they have nothing. (laughs) They have nothing. Uh, And so, um, we got to do this. Now, let me give you some statistics before we take our first break. And then at the bottom of the hour, we will start taking your calls. 1-800-848-9222. Do the Biden energy policies make any sense? Please, somebody out there, explain to me how they make sense, because I cannot wrap my mind around this. You can tell I'm frustrated. I'm usually an optimistic, you know, cheery guy. I'm not optimistic. I'm not cheery right now, folks. I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick about what's happening. Now, uh, here are the numbers. The United States of America, in terms of our total energy uh, consumption slash production, we get 70% of our energy today from fossil fuels. I think it's a little over. It's about somewhere between 70 and 75%. I don't know the the precise number, but it's somewhere between two-thirds and three-quarters of all the energy we use in this country comes from oil, gas, and coal. Oil, gas, and coal are what built this country. They're not sinister fuels. This is what made the, the cars and the Industrial Revolution and the production that we have and the construction that we have. Everything we have is derivative of, of the energy revolution that came in with oil, gas, and coal. 70%. Biden wants to take that to zero. <laughs> really? We're going to go from 70% oil, gas, and coal to zero? It doesn't make any sense to me. Now, Here's another one. Can anyone out there think about this? What percentage of our total energy today comes from wind and solar power? If you're a regular listener to this show, you know the answer to that is somewhere between 6 and 7%. 6 
six and seven percent. So does anybody really believe we're going to go from six and seven percent um, wind and solar power to like 80, 90, 100 percent? Does that make any sense? It, it is it is a uh, it is a uh, violates every law of of good economics and uh, and even physically. We just can't do it. There's, it's impossible. We'd have to pave over this entire country with windmills and solar panels if we tried to do that. Where would you get the minerals? By the way, they won't allow us to mine for the precious minerals and those uh, you know important uh, minerals that are necessary for batteries and for wind and solar. And so it's just not feasible. It is not feasible. I don't have anything to do with wind, against wind or solar, if, it's, if it can be made competitively. I am worried not just about what's happening in um, in Ukraine. I'm worried also about our economic future in this country. If we have brownouts and blackouts because of this lunatic notion that somehow this green revolution is going to save the planet. What, do, you, do you feel like the United States right now is saving the planet? I don't. I think we're, we're uh, playing into the hands of our enemies. They're murderers. They're dangerous people. It is a dangerous world. And when we have an administration who thinks that global warming and climate change is a bigger, bigger threat than what's happening in Russia, then we have a dangerously delusional administration. That's my take on this, folks. I want to hear from you on both sides. We're going to take a short break right now. You're listening to the More Money Show on WABC Radio. You're going to hear from the pains about the financial outlook, and this is an important time to focus on those issues. So listen carefully about how you can make money in this fragile market. And then when we get back, we will take your calls, 1-800-848-9222, the More Money Hotline. We'll be right back in one minute. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Hey, it's Ryan Payne and Bob Payne from Payne Capital Management. Of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Here on More Money, talking the economy, markets, financial planning. And Bob, my God, every week it gets a little bit crazy on the street of dreams. We've got the whole Russian-Ukrainian conflict going on. We have the Fed looking to definitely raise interest rates, probably a quarter point coming in next month in March. And market volatility is like your favorite ride of great adventure. Volatility's through the roof. What do you make of it all, Bob? I don't know, Rye. I feel like a boxing bag in a, in a you know, boxing gym, right? One day it's a left <laughs> from Ukraine. The next day it's a right from the Federal Reserve. Uh, I feel a little beat up here, Rye. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, I mean, look, we've had many conflicts over the years, and it, it's never a good thing. You know, I, I spent some time in the Ukraine, have a lot of friends from the Ukraine. So, you know, obviously, it just breaks my heart to see what's going on right now and seeing those, you know, Russian con- that Russian convoy going into Kiev. The question really is here, with all this uncertainty, I mean, is it time just to get the cash and wait this thing out? Because every day, it seems like it's getting less and less pretty. You know, Rise, I spoke about last week, um, you go through history, at least back to 1925, which is as much history as I can remember, or at least live through. Uh, you've never had a regional conflict that caused the market to go into a permanent bear market or a very severe bear market. So I think, you know, if you take a knee-jerk reaction and get out of the market here to get on the sidelines to wait till things calm down, I think history is going to prove that's a gigantic mistake. Yeah, that's right, Bob. If you look back at the Korean War, Cuban Missile Crisis, the Six-Day War, the Iran-Iraq War, the Balkan War, uh, the Israeli wars that we've had, uh, the Syrian Civil War, uh, all of these international conflicts have not really derailed the stock market uh, or the U.S. economy. And that's kind of the crazy thing right now is even with all this international commotion or geopolitical issues, the economy looks strong. Economy does look strong, and that's the whole problem with investing. As I say every week, it's counterintuitive. You think with the economy doing so well, why is the market going down? Well, because the market doesn't like uncertainty. But, you know, here's the biggest fear every one of you should have right now. What if I miss out on the next big, gigantic rally? Because it always comes, right? You look through history, every time there is a decline, it's followed within the next 12 months by a gigantic rally. That's right. And, you know, the, the, the reasoning or the rationale, hey, I'll go to cash and sit it out sounds great, right? It sounds really sexy. Sounds like that sounds like a smart move. But what we've learned in the past is the way to address geopolitics in your portfolio is through diversification, not sitting in cash. Because even with everything in turmoil right now, if you are diversified, I mean, oil prices are going through the roof. 
commodity prices, you know, hitting record highs right now. So, you know, having a portfolio that's built for what we call that all weather portfolio is better than sitting in cash because your portfolio is generating income every day. And last time I looked, Bob, if I'm sitting in cash, I'm getting 0.00001%. That's a bad return on my money long term. You know, right? cash is trash. It's been that way forever, whether the interest rates are 19% or whether they're zero. You're always losing to inflation. But see, that's, if, that's how the mind of the investor works, right? Six months ago, when we told investors to get rid of these high-risk technology stocks, you know, don't invest in cryptocurrency. And they're going, Bob, how could something that's doing so good be so bad? Well, you know, now it's down 50%. <laughs> that's how it can be so bad. Now you're telling me, you know, how can something so bad you know, like the stock market down 10%, be so good, right? So it's so counterintuitive. It's so hard to wrap your mind around it that, you know, the market's discounting all these things ahead of time. So it's really important that you're in the right parts of your portfolio right now, right? And I think tech, that bubble's burst. I don't know that it's coming back. And if it does, you better unload what you have left. Yeah, and this is where, again, you really have to sit down, talk to your financial advisor, and look how you're positioned. And, you know, look, we like to strip away from the headlines. The headlines are always so dire. If it bleeds, it leads, as they say, Bob. And we like to look at, like, what's really going on. And and it's just hard not to be optimistic about the economy right now. I mean, you look at all the COVID cases coming down from their peak by, like, 90%. You're starting to see restrictions lifted here in New York City. You're seeing restrictions being lifted across the globe. These are all very, very positive developments for the economy and hence the stock market. Well, meanwhile, not every stock is going down, right? You take a look. Uh, first of all, you know, really, it's horrible that oil is at $114 a barrel. I filled up my gas tank yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I had sticker shock. But, you know, we own commodities in our portfolio. You should have commodities in your portfolio. You should be benefiting from this rise in stuff, right, as a a hedge against inflation is a hedge against your financial assets. You look at pipelines, you know, master limited partnerships are up double digits this year, and they just paid the first quarterly dividend at a 6% annual yield. I mean, that's, that's terrific yield, terrific total return. Value stocks, which pay dividends, are holding up really well here. The, really are, the areas that are getting hit hard are the growth areas of the market. So it's, diversification is always the secret sauce, right? That's a secret successful sauce. And it's so hard to stay diversified because what actually ends up being good feels like it's bad. And what feels good is really bad. (laughs) And what's amazing, Bob, is, you know, I follow all these strategists at all the big Wall Street firms with their big predictions for the year. And not one of them predicted that, you know what, I think Russia is going to invade Ukraine this year. And that's going to push commodity prices through the roof. And we should have commodities in our portfolio. For some reason, no one predicted that. Are you shocked? No, I'm not shocked at all, right? Because, you know, they're trying to be right short term because they have to sell research. They have to sell marketing. Um, they want to be able to tell you they can predict what's not predictable or know what's unknowable. But nobody has a crystal ball. And that's why you need to have hedges in your portfolio. You have to have diversification. You can't over-concentrate in any one area. And that's, that's the deceiving part about the market. It's, it's, it's the great deceiver, right? We had big tech stocks dominate for the last 10 years. And I can't tell you how many investors told me, say, Bob, what do I need you for? What do I need diversification? All I have to do is own Apple, Amazon, or Google, or Tesla. Well, you know what? You find out that's not the way to successfully invest long-term, right, Rye? You need to diversify across those different asset classes, including bonds. And that's the issue when it comes to your portfolio, when it comes to the world, is things can change on a dime and when you least expect it. And that's why you have to have that all-weather portfolio. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. My portfolio has seen so much volatility in the last couple of weeks as the Fed is going to raise interest rates, as Russia has invaded Ukraine. I need a game plan, or I'm sitting with way too much money in cash, figuring out what to do paralysis by analysis. Well, here's your shot. We literally have 10 slots. If you have over $750,000 saved for retirement during the show, Bob and I will run for you at no cost our total financial master plan. It's a full holistic review. There's no other firm out there that will do this work up front. We'll go through every investment you own. In fact, we're going to build you your own personalized financial portal. We're just going to hone in on every financial issue you have, whether it's an income plan, how you're going to draw from Social Security, how you're going to draw from your portfolio, your cost of living is going higher because of inflation. We're going to put together a full income plan so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street loves to sell you lots of products with high fees, high taxes. We're going to go through every investment. 
show you where all the hidden costs are, how to optimize your portfolio for taxes so there's more money in your pocket, and we're going to look at diversification. Are you sitting with way too much money in growth? Technology, did you get hit hard because you're not diversified? Or have you been sitting in cash earning nothing as inflation is going through the roof? We're going to put together a full investment game plan. So not only do you grow your money, but most importantly, you protect it. Over the rest of your life, we've got 10 slots if you have over $750,000 saved for retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over $750,000 for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation and there's no cost, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call right now. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. So, Bob, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, with the billion dollars or so that we manage, we literally look at over 50 portfolios a month. I think you and I have probably seen like every single investment there is under the sun that any firm can sell. And you know, the one thing we found is one of the most complex type of investments we constantly have to analyze for our clients and prospective clients are annuities, Bob. And as you know, they come in so many different flavors and they sound so simple when they're, they're sold to you. But then you realize later, you have no idea what you just bought. You know, Ryan, I've been doing this for close to 47 years. And anytime I see an investment product wrapped in a thin veneer of insurance, um, the insurance company wins big and the investor typically doesn't. Yes, that thin veneer, Bob, can cost you sometimes three, four percent. And you compound that over, you know, 10, 20 years. That could be millions of dollars that go to the insurance company and not in your pocket. And a lot of times these annuities, which are insurance products, they love to tell you, oh, there's no fees. And then when someone tells me no, there's no fees, man, don't walk away, run away from that situation. You know, Rod, we don't have a TV show because when we checked how much it cost to do a TV commercial or do a TV show, it, it's astronomical. And it amazes me that there are so many annuity salesmen who have television shows telling you that we don't charge anything, but somehow, miraculously, they have enough money to pay radio and TV stations you know, to do their commercials. So I don't know. Maybe there's some uh, commercial uh, stations that are charitable that we don't know about. <laughs> yeah, maybe, Bob. <laughs> I'm a little more cynical than that. And you know, is your, if you're looking to retire, you're getting close to retirement, this is where you get a lot of these these one-size-fits-all approaches, right, with these annuities where the salesman will tell you fixed income for life. And man, oh, man, that sounds great to me. I would love to have a guaranteed fixed income for life. First off, I don't know anything that can be guaranteed. I don't know how they can say that. But what are the problems with some of these fixed annuities that sound almost too good to be true? Well, one, one thing I know is there's only two things guaranteed in life. It's death and taxes. And um, we're, you know, we are overseen by the financial regulatory agencies like the Securities Exchange Commission, and we're not allowed to say guaranteed because there are no guarantees, right? You, you can get away with the insurance industry because they're not regulated like the rest of the financial markets. And when they say guaranteed, they imply that's a real guarantee, but what it is, it's a contractual guarantee from a company, an insurance company. And you know, Rye, the thing about capitalism is companies can fail, even an insurance company like Baldwin United did back in the 80s. That's right. So if you have all your money in an annuity, it's with one company. If that company fails, you got problems. The other issue is when you start looking at these annuities and you turn on that income stream, it's usually you get something, you have to give something up. There's no free lunch, as we like to say, in the investment world. And what happens is you typically have to give up your principal. And I don't know about you, Bob, the closer I am to retirement, if I'm retired now, the more access I want to have to my principal because of emergencies. But to get that income stream, a lot of times you have to give up your half a million dollars or a million dollars to the insurance company and hope you get some of it in the death benefit. But meanwhile, the fees are eating away at that principal every single year, and it ain't pretty. 
Well, that's why I've never sold an annuity in my life, right? I'd rather burn in hell than sell an annuity because of the 10% rule, right? You can take 10% out uh, without, any, uh, without any penalty, or you could take it all out and pay a 10% penalty. So, you know, 10% is not much, but when you pay a 10% penalty, that's money that's gone forever. That's a permanent loss. Can't borrow against these things. You can't, you know, have anybody lend you the money. You can't liquidate it without losing 10% of your value. It's a really bad deal. And that's not the biggest problem, right? The biggest problem is facing us right now every day, and that's inflation. Yes, and that's a big problem because once you turned on that fixed annuity, it's a fixed amount of money every year, yet your cost of living is going up every year. So, you know, just hypothetically, Bob, over 20 years, your purchasing power is cut in half. So if you're getting $5,000 a month from an annuity, after 20 years, it's the equivalent of getting $2,500 a month because it doesn't adjust for inflation. And that's a big problem when you're retired if you're getting half the amount that you were getting when you started because inflation's a lot higher. Yeah, and I think the big deception is some of these annuities are sold as bond alternatives, right? It's like, oh, we'll give you a fixed rate of return. The only problem is it's not liquid. And when you have volatile markets like we have today, like we had during the COVID pandemic, how do you rebalance a portfolio if the part of your portfolio can't be moved? You know, you miss no, out on right. tremendous opportunity. Right, because bond prices are actually going up right now as we have all of this volatility around the world. And you can actually sell that and use that principle. Whereas, again, it goes away when you have one of these annuities. The other thing I don't like about annuities, Bob, the really sneaky thing that these salespeople love to do is talk about how it grows at 5 or 6% a year. And that sounds awesome, but you and I know it's not really a 5 or 6% a year. It's a little bit of a BS. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's, a, it's, it's very deceptive. Uh, we're going to give you a 10% bonus to your phantom balance for your phantom income. Now, anybody that gives me money that's phantom in my portfolio, is I'm a little suspect, buddy. <laughs> yeah, what that is, and I won't get too much into the details this morning, but basically... They basically figure out what your income benefit's going to be on a phantom growth of 5 or 6%. That already sounds complicated, Bob. I'm not even going to go there, but that's the point. These annuities are so complicated, and you really need to know what you own. And in fact, you know, for us, to analyze one of these things, we have to get on the phone with the insurance company. we got to break down all the different equations that they're using. And by the time you get through the analysis, your head's spinning because there's so many moving parts. You always say it's like eating Chinese food feels so good going down. Like when you bought that annuity, it sounded so simple and so perfect, but you feel so empty later. You sure do, Ryan. Here's some great advice I want to give everyone right now. If you have somehow been sold one of these contracts, you don't understand it, you don't know what it is, you don't know why you own it, don't call the salesperson. Call the insurance company, right? Call the company directly. Uh, speak to you know, the people in the office and ask them, you know, tell me what my fees are. Tell me what my performance has been. I mean, I've called so many different annuity salespeople when they've tried to pitch my clients or my friends on one of these products. And I say, okay, what's the historical track record? What's the return been for the last 10 years? I don't know. I can't tell you. Uh, well, what's the yield going to be? I don't know. I can't tell you. Um, you know, you know, when you look at our portfolios, you look at anybody with a liquid portfolio, I can tell you right now to push of a button, Rye, how much you've made year to date, trailing 12 months, trailing five years, trailing 10 years, trailing 40 years. Somehow insurance companies with all these actuaries can't tell you how you're doing. <laughs> That's not a red flag at all, Bob. And no, if, not if you're at all. Yourself, <laughs> and if you're thinking to yourself right now, you've been pitched one of these annuities, you own one, you have no idea what you own. Well, Bob would rather burn in hell than own an annuity. And if you need an analysis of your portfolio to figure out what you're doing, here's your shot to do it. We're literally down to five slots left. If you have over $750,000 saved for retirement, myself and Bob, We'll run for your total financial master plan. We'll do it with no obligation or cost. We'll analyze everything that you own. There's no other firm that will do this work up front. We'll go through your annuities or any annuity you've been pitched. We'll break it down for you. We'll show you where all the flaws are, if there are flaws. We're going to look at every investment that you own, the fees you're paying, because a lot of these insurance products, brokerage products are high in fees. We're going to show you how to reduce that cost. And we're going to show you how to optimize for taxes because a lot of these annuities, they're not very tax efficient. No matter what they tell you, we're going to show you how to reduce those taxes so there's more money in your pocket. And we're going to look at income. You do need an income plan for retirement, income for life, but an annuity does not adjust for inflation. So how are you going to take Social Security? How can you build an income stream that adjusts with inflation? 
We're going to put together a full income game plan so you don't run out of money. And we're going to look at diversification. Markets are volatile right now. Are you protected? Or have you been sitting in cash, earning nothing as inflation's going higher? We're going to put together that full investment game plan so you grow your money, but you also protect it over time. We've got five slots left if you have over $750,000 saved for retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers and you've saved over 750000 for your retirement, our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation and there's no cost. But there won't be a plan if you don't text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, if you like our content today and want to learn more about our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Simply go to bbullish.com. That's bbullish.com. You can check out our podcast. We go into depth on a lot of the topics we talk about right here. It's been great being on the show today. Stay tuned. We got more, more money coming your way. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Hey, this is Bob Payne, Chief Investment Strategist with this week's, I'm sorry, three, two. Hey, this is Bob Payne, Chief Investment Strategist at Payne Capital Management with this week's market update. This week on the Street of Dreams, volatility continued to reign supreme pushed and pulled with big swings in price as inflation, the price of crude oil, the Federal Reserve, and Russia's invasion of the Ukraine continue to cause uncertainty. The market dropped 600 points earlier in the week as Russia pushed deeper into Ukraine, pushing the price of oil and other commodities to new 52-week highs. The very next day, investors pushed Russia and the Ukraine on the back burner as Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell gave his biannual Humphrey Hawkins' testimony to the House Finance Committee, and the market loved what he had to say. Stocks rose 600 points, wiping out the previous day's decline, as the chairman announced he would propose only a 25 basis point, that's a quarter of 1% increase in Fed funds, ending the speculation of a more hawkish 50 basis points or a half a 1% increase. Investors loved the certainty. They loved the fact that they now know what to expect in two weeks when the Federal Open Market Committee meets. Now, keep in mind, markets hate uncertainty, but embrace certainty no matter what that certainty happens to be. Nonetheless, markets finished down on the week with the fear of inflation overshadowing otherwise positive economic news. On Friday, the unemployment rate fell to 3.8% from 4, with the economy adding 678,000 new jobs in February. The gains highlight a rise in consumer spending at restaurants, shops, and hotels that are now seeing higher traffic as the U.S. economy continues to reopen. Now, this growth in consumer spending came in the face of rising prices, demonstrating once again why you should never, ever discount the American consumer's desire to spend. In addition to higher retail sales, durable good orders rose ahead of expectations, along with core capital good orders. Economic reports continue to exceed expectations, and the economy remains more resilient than most realize. Now, given the recent worries over economic headwinds from inflation and geopolitical risk, solid growth out of the world's largest economy is a good reminder that the global bull market stands on firm, fundamental footing. Hey, my son Ryan and I have 68 years of combined industry experience of building low-cost, tax-efficient, goal-based portfolios. For your free evaluation, all you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, this is Bob Payne. I'm the Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. It's the More Money Show on uh, WABC Radio. Um, this is the top 
talk radio station in America. So let's get right down to it. I want to hear your voices. The topic of the day is, do you agree with me that Biden's energy policies are not just bad for our economy, but immoral? So that is my take on this, but I want to take here from some of our listeners. So let's go to George. Hey, how you doing? Hello? Excellent. George, what do you got for us? Okay, so uh, I just heard uh, that uh, Putin's Russia are uh, putting a new laws that nobody can say anything other than the government. And I think it's time to bring back the voice of America. It was broadcast, I believe, from Europe to the Russian people and really tells them the truth. What do you think? I like it. I like it. I think we should be broadcasting freedom. Uh, there's a big problem right now in Ukraine where the communication systems have broken down. Let's let's get this information about freedom, about what, uh, you know, look, the people in Ukraine can see on the streets what's happening. But I think it's a fantastic idea. We have to be a beacon of freedom in America and we have to be a voice for freedom. And the voice of America does, does that very effectively. The East Europeans need us uh, more now than ever before. OK, Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? Let's go to Mike. Mike, what do you got for us, sir? Hi, this is Mike from Sussex. Um, yes. I'm just thinking, you know, the only way this could be uh, planned is to collapse our economy. I mean, it's doing no good for us. The oil policy is helping Russia. And why wouldn't they cut that off? Well, <laughs> exactly. Why can't we cut off the oil? Now, by the way, interestingly enough, I was watching some of the uh, talk shows this morning on Fox and on uh, uh, MSNBC and CNN. And even Democrats are now uh, br- breaking with uh, Biden and saying, hey, let's produce our oil. Let's stop. Would you would you um, uh, support the idea of not importing any oil from Russia right now? Absolutely. It's immoral. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so it's, I think it's a 90-10 issue. I don't understand why we're doing it. The reason we're not doing it is because if we didn't import the oil from Russia, then all of a sudden our gas prices would even go up more than they're going up right now. Uh, you know, we're now going to face, you're in uh, the New York area, you're facing probably 450 a gallon gasoline. Uh, but let's take some short-term gain at the uh, pain at the pump to stop funding this immoral uh, military machine. Uh, these are murderous uh uh, tactics that the Russians are using, and uh, we can afford this. And then what we ought to do, in my opinion, I want your opinion on this, do we, uh, do we then um, produce more oil and gas here at home? I mean, I say yes. I've been saying that for, for two years. Uh, Mr. Producer, we've got time for one more uh, for a listener before we take our break. Who do we got? Sal is in Bayonne. Okay, you're on, my friend. What do you got for us, sir? Hello, Steve. Steve, uh, you you once said that uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, hydroelectric power would be a good thing. Can you please yes. tell me and all the listeners how, how how it works and how much electricity electricity we could get from it? Uh, I'm not a total expert on it, but you know, let's look at you know you're there in the uh, in New York metropolitan area. New York uh, metropolitan area gets a lot of electric power from Niagara Falls. Think about the the power that happens from the from those falls and you capture that energy uh this is kind of an old-fashioned form of energy but it works very well now do you know my friend why it is the left doesn't like hydropower no i don't why (laughs) well i'll tell you the answer the reason is that they they say that it kills fish and so they say we can't no you know they say look but what if that's the case then why do we have wind power wind power kills birds right right (laughs) <laughs> their, their, their policies make no sense, folks. We've got time for about – we're going to take a quick break, and then the last 15 minutes of this hour, we're going to take as many of your calls as we can. That 1-800 number, the More Money Hotline. And by the way, someone who defends Biden's policies, please call in. I've been waiting for three weeks to hear somebody defend Biden's energy policies. That number, 1-800-848-9222. We'll be right back. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. We're having uh, a very serious conversation on the More Money Show today about not just the bad economics, but the what I call the immorality of this blood oil money 
that we are sending over to the Russians. And by the way, Iran is a uh, is a murderous country as well. Why are we sending money to Iran? Uh, China, China's building, you know, dozens and dozens of uh, coal plants. Are we going to buy electric power from China now? Why don't we produce it at home? My view is, folks, we should go all in on all American oil production. Yes, oil, gas, coal, hydropower, wind, solar, nuclear, nuclear. Why are we shutting down nuclear plants right now in this country? Uh, it makes no sense to me, but I want to hear from people who agree and disagree with me. It looks like we've got one or two lines open, but Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? Let's go to Al in Rockland County. Al, what do you got for Do you agree with me, Al, that this policy makes no sense? Steve, I am so no, – no other time in my life have I ever been as angry and frustrated and just me too. disgusted with me our too. leadership. What, what, are you about? what are you angry about? I'm, I'm, I'm angry that Joe Biden is basically, you know, he's he's kind of like a subhumanoid surrounded by others. He's a puppet. We all know yep. that that the people who are pulling the strings here are uh, the former administration, Obama, Valerie Jarrett and Susan Rice. And it's disgraceful. I want to get to other callers. I want to ask you this question. Is it? Do you agree with me? We should be producing all of our energy here at home. Absolutely, yes. We. we why it, aren't we? Why? Can you explain to me why we aren't? Because he is just so in bed with the far left extremists who, who want to go with this new green deal. Right. It's going to kill kill our country. Great call. Uh, I did not agree more, but I want to hear people maybe have dis, uh, you know, uh, views that uh, disagree with us. Uh, Mr. Producer, who was our next caller, please? Let's go to Ed in New York City. Ed, what do you got for us? Hey, the reason is the problem with your, your thinking is that you're correct. You're rational. You don't understand that perception is based on belief systems. And belief systems are based on conviction. They think they make sense. They have to be shown how irrational their thinking is. The Grand Canyon. So, yeah. So you're saying you're saying I'm too, I'm using too much common sense, <laughs> right? And that's what we're we're trying to basically use our common sense. It's what's good for our economy. Is the moral position. It's good for our national security. And. Uh, uh, are you with me that we should be producing all of our oil and gas and coal? Unlike truth, it's self-evident. Yeah, it's very it is. clear. It is. Yes, but not to people who don't have different conviction. They have to be shown how absurd their thinking is. Not, not their assumptions uh, don't jibe with ours. They don't think. They don't say one and one is two. The Grand Canyon did not begin because of fossil fuel. You know, it's going on for a million years. They don't see that. They have to be shown well, how absurd. It's a, it's a great point. I want to get to Look, I'm, I'm loving these callers because you're all making a lot of great points. I learn a lot from listening to you. So, Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? David in Brooklyn. David, uh, should we be producing more American oil and gas? Uh, my opinion is absolutely yes. It's the only correct answer. But the problem is you have people that believe and have been told in their schools and in their colleges right. for the last 15, 20 years since Al Gore yeah. came up with the movie that now is the time to go green. And the, and yeah. the uh, liberals that are pushing it are the ones that are making money on solar and wind and, you know, et cetera. So they don't care about the person that's the lower class that's, that's losing money at the pump. They want to punish those people so they don't burn more gas and they don't make more carbon. Well, great call. Thank you so much. You're 100% correct. And I'm going to just add to something that you just said, which was, and you may have heard Joe Biden say in the State of the Union, I'm doing everything I can to lower gas prices. No, he's not. <laughs> Does anybody believe that Joe Biden's doing everything he can to lower gas prices? If, we're, if we were doing that, we would be producing pipelines. We've been producing LNG terminals. We would be uh, allowing more drilling on, on federal lands in Alaska and Texas and North Dakota and Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Instead, just so you know, he has stood – and by the way, there are other people in this administration who think that the oil and gas companies are evil. 
and and they have said we want to bankrupt the American oil and gas companies. Now, does that sound like a policy that might, wants to produce more gas? No, they don't. They think these are sinister fuels. They they are under a dangerous delusion that somehow we're going to power this twenty-two trillion dollar economy with windmills and solar panel when right now we get seven percent of our energy from them. So I think it's dangerous. I think it is immoral, and I think that we have to shift directions tomorrow or today. What, uh, Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? Let's go to Jill in Westchester County. Hi, Jill. What do you got for us? Hi, Steve. I, I just wanted to say that you are 100% correct. We should absolutely be producing the energy here at home, and we were energy yes. independent yes. here. Uh, yes. You know, at the time that Trump left and this administration took over, and everything this administration does is devoid of any common sense. So, so yeah, I mean, you are so. It's, yeah, it's moral. It's it's national defense. It's a safety issue, and it is an economic uh, growth issue. And Jill, you nailed it, my friend. I got to tell you, folks. I, as you know, I worked as an economic advisor for Donald Trump. I was with the with him in the Oval Office many times. We would talk about energy policy, and Trump. It was the opposite. It was the opposite of Biden. He said, we're going to make America so strong economically and as an energy powerhouse that none of these other countries are going to fool with us. Now, Joe, before I let you go, I'm going to ask you a question. I just want a simple yes or no question. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Do you think, do you think, and I I want your honest answer. Do you think if Donald Trump were president today that, uh, that uh, Putin would have invaded Ukraine? No, I don't. Absolutely no, not. I don't and the, and okay, it, the energy is one piece of it, Steve, and the other piece is, again, peace through strength. Peace through strength. I love it, Joe. Great call. Uh, Mr. Producer, do we, I, do we have time for one or two more calls? Yes, we do. Let's go to Jeff in Forest Hills. Jeff, I hope you actually disagree with me, Jeff, because so far everyone has agreed with me that we should be producing more American energy. What do you say? No, you think I'm some kind of uh, guy woke up yesterday? No, they want to feed you everything. We haven't even scratched the surface. I'm in the construction yeah. industry. The big machines you out, see outside, okay, you can run them on electric, say, but they, we have to grease them, the fittings. Yep. The, everything takes oil, grease. It all yeah. comes from petroleum. We need petroleum. What goes in the ball joints and cars? You know, you, you've gone front-wheel drive, that chicka, chicka, chicka. How do you think they fix it? They pack it with grease and oil. I don't understand. We we have not scratched the surface, sir. We have not scratched the surface. And Al Gore, I don't know what, you know, they're going to feed him. You know, I, I don't get it. And thank God for you to, 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 so people can listen to you and you can you can make sense. Well, you know, I, I try to make sense because, I look, do you think this is complicated, what we're talking about? I don't common sense. You can't use it in the workplace. You get in trouble. (laughs) You can't use common sense with this administration, folks. And I got to tell you, you are so right, sir, that, you know, it's oil and gas are not just about uh, transportation fuels. We use them for all sorts of chemicals that we produce. The uh, our our food industry uses a lot of oil and gas uh, to produce our food, our, our manufacturing, our construction. Folks, when we destroy American energy, we're destroying all of our not destroying them, but we're harming so many of our other downstream industries. If you want to make America great again and keep America great, it really starts with two things, being number one in technology, which we are, and number two, we need to be energy powerhouse. That's what happened under Trump. It's not happening now. We've got time for one or two more quick callers. By the way, the call, you callers are fantastic. I'm learning a lot from listening to you. I'm hoping somebody will call and defend Biden's policy. So far, we're zero for nine. Who is our next caller, Mr. Uh, producer? Let's go to Stefano from Staten Island. What's that name again? Stefano. Stefano. S-T-E-F-A-N-O, Staten Island. Stefano, I hope you're going to defend Joe Biden. I uh, wish I could, my friend. Wish I could. <laughs> <clears throat> Unfortunately, uh, I, I mean, we, there aren't enough hours in the day to go back and trace this to all the uh, cause and effect, but... What I wanted to say was we keep talking about the same thing because it's, it's so logical that, you know, there, there really is no time spent defending it. But here's the thing. I get aggravated because I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm, 
I'm a conservative. I'm really upset with Republicans now because I really feel like, okay, they, they, they blew it with Trump. They had the opportunity. For 20 yeah. years, they were telling us they wanted this, this, that, and the other thing. And then here, here, all of a sudden, here comes a guy. gives them everything they wanted on their wish list for the past 20 years, and it's an issue. So the disinformation also, like now, I, I, I forgot the name. Stefano, let me interrupt you for one second. Because I was having a discussion with my friend Larry Kudlow, who's on this station earlier in the day, and I said, I'm not so sure Republicans will cut government spending if they take over power, because they they almost never, I mean, they're not as bad as the Democrats, but they're not fiscal saints either. Their problem is that they want to be liked by everybody instead of being liked by their constituents. It's their constituents that should be they should be more worried about, not ABC, CBS, NBC, and and Uh, if they like. All right, Stefano, great call. Uh, I I agree. I got to get to the last one or two callers, but I want to amplify something that you just said. The Republicans will win when they stand for principles, when they stand for limited government. And one other quick point: I I hope you all, and I know that you're such a smart audience, you. Can connect the dots that when we when we don't produce produce enough energy that the price of things goes up so this the reason we have inflation right now throughout the economy is because when energy costs go up everything else from groceries to transportation costs to uh you know the the uh, cost of homes everything goes up when we make energy more expensive mr producer do we have one more call can we squeeze one more caller in yeah let's go to connie in new jersey Okay, what do you got for us, Connie? Hey, I'm so happy to speak with you. Thank you for all that you've done for our country. You're a great guy. Oh, Connie, I want you know you what? Let me just interrupt you. First of all, thank you for saying that. But what I, the people who serve our country and the military and the people who, you know, these freedom fighters in Ukraine, it makes me feel almost insignificant because these people are so amazing. Aren't you proud of what's, ha- what's happening with these Ukrainians, how they're putting up this great fight? I truly am. But I want to give you one tip. Please, when you're talking about all of the energy, talk about the footprint, because these green people, they want to make it sound like it's better to get it from somewhere else. But it takes so much more energy to get it here from all of these other countries. We need to do it here in our own country. We need to be independent. Mm -hmm. Trump put us there. Paul Ryan screwed everybody because he hated Trump so much. And so the rest of us suffer from what happened there. The Republicans Republicans in D.C. screwed us big time because they had everything. They had the world by the ball. Yeah, but you know what, Connie, we're running out of time. I've got to make this point. I agree with you for the most part, but we need to give the Democrats a a spanking at the polls, a a, uh, figurative spanking, because what they have done to our country in one month and two, I mean, in one year and two months has been indefensible. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com.